What's going on, everybody? We got uh, wide receiver rankings coming in here, and uh, I'm Tristan. And I'm Henry. So if you followed it along with the running back rankings, we're just going to get those out to you, and we've got the wide receiver rankings coming up today. We're going to do 1 through 10, and then the next episode we'll do 11 through 20, kind of the way we did with the running back rankings. So let's just dive right into it, huh? Yeah, let's do it. So number one, this is kind of like a 1A, 1B for us. I've I've got Devonte Adams as my number one. You have him as your number two, and then DeAndre Hopkins. We'll do, we'll cover Devonte Adams yeah. first. Um, I mean, I I think I, if I had to put money on who's going to end wide receiver one, it's Devonte Adams, and it's it, I shouldn't say it's not close because I know everybody loves Hopkins, and I get the Julio, and I think Devonte Adams should be the first wide receiver off the board for a lot of reasons. I mean, the guy had 111 receptions last year, 169 targets, 1,386 yards, and 13 touchdowns. He's in an Aaron... That was with Aaron Rodgers having a down year. 25 touchdowns. I mean, we're used to... Being Vikings fans, we're used to seeing Aaron Rodgers throw for almost 40 touchdowns. Yeah. 25 touchdowns, and 13 of them went to Devontae Adams. I mean, that's over 50% of his touchdowns going to Devontae Adams. And this is with concerns over who the number two is. Is it Geronimo Allison? Is it Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Yeah. And Jimmy Graham's still there, but what's left of him? I think the biggest thing with Adams is definitely a touchdown. I mean, he's. I would say that he's probably got a floor of like eight to ten touchdowns. I, I can't see him getting lower than that. I agree, for like, sure. I, I, I don't know who Aaron Rodgers targets in the red zone not being Devonta Adams. You know, I I think that's probably the big difference maker. I mean, he he has less yards than the three guys below him on our rankings. Yeah. But obviously he has way higher touchdown upside, I would assume. Yeah, I agree. I think I mean touchdowns is where you're you're making your money and Mike right. Taglier of Fantasy Pros, we, we as we've said before, we play in a half PPR. Don't recommend doing a full PPR but with Devontae Adams he finished as the number three wide receiver in fantasy last year in full PPR and this kind of just shows how high his ceiling really is if Aaron Rodgers has a good year which we've talked about but it wasn't like he was he wasn't a boomer bust player and PPR it took 14.9 PPR points on average to be a a wide receiver two or better. So most people say wide receiver two or better is top 24. He was the only receiver in the NFL to hit that number in every single one of his games. And in half point PPR, he only had one week that he was outside of the top 24 wide receivers. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, I mean, that just goes to show you not only is he consistent, but he offers you that weekly touchdown upside. Yeah. For me, it's, it's him at number one. And I, I liked I like the guys below him a lot, obviously, but it's no question for me that he's the number one. Yeah, I I think the only reason I don't a hundred percent go for him is because of the touchdown thing. Like I I feel like if you're more banking on a touchdown than the other receivers, like I I think there's just something to be said that a guy that puts up eighty to a hundred yards almost no matter what. And I guess. We'll tie this into going into our number two overall. 13 touchdowns, and I, and I get 
he's he's probably not going to have over 50% of Aaron Rodgers touchdowns again this year. I mean, I just don't think that that's that likely. But if we're going to see a, a regression, which one do you think of our one or two is more likely? Do you think Hopkins goes down from 11? Or do you think it's more likely that that Adams goes down from 13? Because I think it's more likely that Hopkins goes down personally. Honestly, if I had to say, I'd probably say they both put up similar numbers this year. To what they did last year? Yeah. I I think that Aaron Rodgers will probably throw, like you said, for more touchdowns. And obviously Adams has to take up a portion of those touchdowns. And I would say not half, but, you know, 30 40% of them probably. But, all right, let's move on to Hopkins. Yeah, going on to Hopkins, I mean, it – what can be said that hasn't already been said about DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, no matter who his quarterback is, obviously as Deshaun now, but no matter who his quarterback's been, he's been an incredible wide receiver as far as fantasy is concerned. I mean, he put up 115 receptions last year and 1,572 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns as we just alluded to. I mean, he's he's as surefire as it gets. I mean, he there's yeah. there's not much that we can say about him that everybody doesn't already know. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, he put up really similar numbers to Devontae Adams. Uh, Adams had 169 targets. He had 163. Uh, Adams had 111 receptions. Uh, Hopkins had 115. The only difference really is Hopkins is just, he had 1,572 yards, and Adams had 1,386. Yeah. So, I mean, really, you're just, it's like the same thing with the running backs before. We're just splitting hairs, the top two guys. I think it's yeah. pretty much this is a tier, and then there's another tier, and then, but yeah, I, I think I, I these guess, two guys are pretty much, with most people, it's one, one A and one B, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I mean, just a few, few uh, stats to throw out here so you get a little bit more info on Hopkins. I think one of my pros is, He's averaged 170 targets a year over the past four years. And a lot of people might remember going back a few years, he had that crazy year where he had 192 targets. But if you take that out and you just use Deshaun Watson's two-year average, he still averages 168.5 targets a year. Which is, I mean, if if you're a wide receiver and you're getting 170 targets a year, I mean, you can't beat that especially as good of a wide receiver as Hopkins is. I think the cons for me and the reason I have him number two is I think this is the most crowded receiving core that he's had. And and I know Cootie was there last year and Will Will Fuller's back, presumably healthy. And now you throw in Duke Johnson into the mix. And I just think there's bound to be a little bit of recession. I don't think Will Fuller will probably play if we're or a full season if we're just judging it based off history. But right now he's healthy, so I've got to project that he's going to be there at least for a few games. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree a little bit, but uh, I think that may actually help him. I mean, it's he's definitely a very focused point for the defense. I mean, he's yeah. obviously... I mean, every single team has their best corner on him, and then a lot of times safeties are pulling over to help too. I, I think Hopkins is probably more skilled than Adams. Like, I think that's pretty much obvious. But as far as who's got a higher floor, I mean, that's, that's up for debate too. I, I, I think it's really it's just preference. Yeah, one real quick question I have for you. Yeah. 
even if Will Fuller's injured, does Kiki worry? I mean, not worry you at all because we know who the best wide receiver is. Yeah. But does the fact that they have three wide receivers that are actually like they're they're good players does it does the fact that Kiki's in there now does that worry you at all that he's going to take any targets because when they played together last year Kiki only saw 10 fewer targets in the four games that they played together he saw 51 targets Hopkins saw 61 now I'm not saying that you can just extrapolate that out and say oh well he's going to have a monster year for Kiki but I do think like the utilization is there and I, I believe in the game's that they played together, Kiki had two games where he actually had more targets than Hopkins. I think they played six games together. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think if you're getting 10 targets a game, which if he played six games and had 60-plus targets, I I think that's enough to definitely get what he needs. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think that's the reason I have him a little bit lower than Adams is just because that, I mean, they have a good wide receiver corpse. But, yeah, I agree. So let's go into our number three, sure. Julio Jones. I mean, this this is a guy I've I thought long and hard about putting above Hopkins, to yeah. be honest with you. I love Julio Jones this year. I mean, it's I, it really it's just touchdowns. He, that's exactly he it. He always puts up the yards, and he just he doesn't get the touchdowns that the other players do. He's an absolute PPR monster. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he always puts out the yards. He's always the top or right near the top as far as total yardage goes. And he always has a ton of receptions. The touchdowns just haven't came. So if if Julio puts up double-digit touchdowns, which is few and far between for him, he will be the wide receiver one in fantasy. It's, yeah. I mean, no, you're it's, right. it's all about whether or not he gets the touchdowns. And he's a he's durable, too. And, I mean, that's the same with most of these guys here. But he's played 14 or more games in five straight seasons. And over the last five seasons, he's averaging over 100 receptions a game. He's averaging 16, or excuse me, 100 receptions a season, over 100 receptions a season. He's averaging 1,600 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, 1,600 yards and six touchdowns is incredible. Crazy. So, yeah, I, I'm all aboard Julio this year, I think. Uh, yeah, I think he's kind of a unanimous number three. I think if you look at like his past four or five years, um, one sixty three targets, two hundred three targets, one twenty nine targets, one forty eight and one seventy. Like, I yeah, that's just an insane floor. It's a proven player. You know what you're gonna get, and you kind of you've seen his lowest. I mean, you know what his lowest performance is in his three touchdowns with fourteen hundred yards. Like that's. Well, exactly, and yeah. you said there was one year there you said he had uh, 129 targets, and that was the fewest games he's played out of those five years. The 14, he play, yeah, yeah, he played 14 games, which two more games, I mean, you add in, let's just say 10 reception or ten targets a game, right. that's 150. That's not, I mean. Yeah, that's still very that's good. That's still really good. So, I, I mean, it's he's as good as it gets for being the third, I mean, if you're if you're in a PPR league as a listener, he's definitely a guy that you should be targeting. Oh yeah, and maybe number one overall. I mean, I don't, I don't I'm not advocating it, but I would not be. No, mad I, I mean, if, if you want to pick one of these three guys, I ain't gonna argue with you. Yeah, exactly. I agree. This is kind of like the big four and running backs. I mean, the this is the top three yeah. for me. 
Um, so going into our number four, we have Michael Thomas. Now, the big thing for me and the reason I have him number four, I think he's as skilled as these other guys. It's the targets. I mean, he he's as sure-handed as it gets. Last year, 125 receptions, 147 targets. I mean, that's an insane catch percentage. But he's not getting the targets these other guys are. Yeah. And that's the big thing for me is, I mean, that's why I have him at number four. I still think he's going to be phenomenal. I mean, even with fewer targets than all those guys, he still put up 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns. I think uh, I think he's slightly less of a big play threat than maybe the other guys. I, I think he plays out of the slot a little bit more than most of them as well. I think that's kind of – I mean, I have a couple other guys ahead of him, actually, in my rankings. But, you know, you can't argue with being on a high-powered offense and getting targeted by Drew Brees consistently. Yeah, no, I agree. But, but he does have uh, – I mean, he does have – a lower target share than a lot of the other guys on this list. Yeah, and I just don't see that going up a ton, to be honest no. with you. I mean, I I really don't. I think he's obviously one of, if not the best player in that offense. I like Alvin Kamara a lot, but 1A, 1B. I, think, I don't know. Uh, I, I got one question for you. Do yeah. you think the 85% um, catch rate is going to go down at all, or do you think that's – I mean, that is pretty incredible. I I, I think that's got to go down some, which if it does, you're disappointed because it, let's just say that goes down even five to 10% of 140 targets. If it goes down 10%, that's, you're talking closer to a hundred receptions and not the 125. So that does worry me some. I'm not, I mean, he's incredibly talented, so I don't think he's going to, it's going to like plummet. I don't think that was fool's gold. No, I, I would think it would go down a little bit. I think the next highest of guys in the top 10 last year was, Thielen was 72.9. Yeah. And Hopkins was 70.6. I, I think he could fall, he probably would fall down into that range. And then, like you said, it, it's going to take a little bit of a dip, but he's still, for me, definitely in like top six or seven for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those four guys, yeah. any order you have them, I don't think is wrong, but I definitely think Michael Thomas, there's more risk there just because of the fact that he's he's going to be, of those four, he will more than likely be the least targeted. Yeah. So going on to number five, this is your guy. <laughs> this is probably just... Oh, God. This, this is I, probably your your biggest I fantasy have, here I is the fact that Odell crush. you can get in the second round. Yeah, I have a huge <laughs> crush on OBJ. I, if OBJ ever hears this, I love you. <laughs> Give me a call. <laughs> so I have him at number six. You have him at number four. We're really not that far off, and obviously it makes sense that he's number five for us. Yeah. Last year, 77 receptions, 124 targets. Still had over a thousand yards, six touchdowns. I mean, and that's with Eli. Eli, yeah, is exactly. Not good. I mean, and most people saw that. I mean, and you look at those targets. That is ridiculous. Hundred twenty-four targets, and you caught seventy-seven of them. But I, I mean, if anybody watched those games, you'd see that those were just errant throws. Well, and I mean, 
I think this goes to show you how talented he is. Everybody knows how good he is as a receiver. Yeah. But he put up those numbers. He missed the last four weeks of the regular season. He had one week that he was a wide receiver three. Outside of that, wide receiver two or better. He had a, uh, in half point PPR, he had a number one finish, a number two finish. He did have one week, or he had a couple weeks there, I guess, where he was outside of like worse than a wide receiver three. But like you said, I mean, you're talking about an offense in which yeah. Eli was throwing him the ball. So out of the weeks that he played, he he really didn't bust all that often. No. I mean, and he did. He, he's not as surefire. I even think even with Baker, he's not as surefire as some of these other guys. But I just find it hard to believe that he's going to fall outside of the top 10. I, I think there's some questions that I have about him as opposed to the other guys, because I do think he's in the most crowded backfield. I mean, you have Nick Chubb's going to be heavily involved. Jarvis Landry's there. David Njoku's there. Baker Mayfield has been known throughout his college career and his short NFL career to spread the ball around. I just, I worry that he's going to, he's not going to have the target volume that you're going to want out of a top five receiver. Yeah, I can see that argument. I, I think he's got a really good floor, and I think, honestly, I think the ceiling for him is just an insane amount of receptions and yards. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year he has 16, 1,700 yards. That actually wouldn't surprise me one bit. Would that surprise you? I think it would, actually. I mean, and I'm not as bullish on him as you are, but I just I don't see a world personally where – he has well over 1,500 yards. I, I don't, and the reason I say this is exactly what I say. I mean, he's an incredible player. He is the most talented player on that team, and they and that's a team filled with very good talent. But that's just it. I mean, he's he's not the guy anymore. He's not, I know that you're talking about a lot better targets from Baker than you are from Eli, but I just, I, I don't see a world, I mean, how many yards do you think Baker is going to throw for this year because I, I mean if you're talking let's just say he has 15 1600 yards and Baker throws for like close to 4,000 which is a lot of yards you're talking about that's half of Baker's yardage yeah I don't think that's going to happen personally I think Jarvis Landry is going to be involved still I think their defense has improved significantly and I think that they're they're talented enough that they might take the approach kind of like the the Cowboys are where they let their defense handle business they run the ball just try and eat time they don't need to be the Kansas City Chiefs where they're just slinging the the ball all over the yeah. field I I think I think that could definitely play into his stats I mean for sure I think if they are a team that's getting ahead in games and the defense is trying to slow the pace I mean and they want to run the ball once they get ahead I think that could definitely play a factor in that. But, you know, at the same time, he, he's he's done it before, gotten close to it. I mean, he had 1,450 yards in 2015. He had 1,300 as a rookie, 1,300 in his third year. I mean, it's just the last two years where he's been hurt, and that's with not a very good quarterback. I, You know what? I think his efficiency goes up a little bit. He probably gets maybe 20 less targets. I'm thinking 140-ish. I, I think that he could get ballpark of that. See, but that's exactly it. 
you think he's going to have about 140 targets, right? I, I think that's probably, if I had to put an over-under, I would say about 140. He's never had a season so far where he's had under 10 targets a game. That that worries me. If you're talking, you're talking about a, a pretty big jump. I mean, if you extrapolate that out, if he has at least 10 targets in the games that he plays, if you factor that out over a season, that's at least 160 yeah. targets. Yeah. If you're talking about 140, that's that's a pretty big dip. Not a crazy dip, but it's definitely an, a cause for concern for me. And I agree with you. I think he's going to be around 140. If I had to, if I had to factor it out, I think he would be close to 140 targets. That's what worries me, though. Is I don't think I really don't think that he has that 1500, 1600 yard upside. I think he's an incredible talent. I think he's probably the best wide receiver in all of football. What's your over under? For, for what receptions for yards yards yeah. if I had to if I had to put a number on it I would say he's gonna be cl- like close to 1400 I would okay. probably take the under on that if I'm being honest but I would say that's probably close to where he's gonna be 1350 to 1400 I was gonna put a bet on it but that's that's pretty close I mean I'm not gonna yeah I mean I I, I just I feel like this is a, a team that's gonna they're going to run the ball more. I mean, Baker last year, when he was the starter, averaged almost 35 passing attempts a game. I don't think that that's going to happen again, personally. I I think that's going to come down. I know there, it doesn't make a a lot of sense, I'm sure, that you get an increase, like a a passing corpse that's this good and you scale back the passing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think they're going to pass less, but it's going to be more effective, more efficient. Right. So I mean that's that's my concerns with with uh, with Odell, but obviously yeah. he's he's an incredible player. So number six we have Tyreek Hill. This is a guy I'm a huge fan of, um, not as a person, <laughs> but but as far as a player, I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean he's 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 inc- he's an incredible talent. I mean it, we've seen a lot of guys in the NFL that are super fast. That are just absolute burners, and they haven't panned out. I mean, John Ross. I mean, it makes a little bit of a difference when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball as opposed to the Red sure. Rocket Andy Dalton. But <laughs> but we've seen a lot of guys that have a lot of speed. I think my concerns for him are, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take a little bit of a dip. We've talked about it in the past couple of shows, like. They have a really tough strength of schedule for quarterbacks, for wide receivers, and for running backs. They play the NFC North as their auto division matchup, which includes the Bears, the Vikings, the Packers, the Lions. I mean, you're talking about some good defenses. And obviously, interdivisionally, he's got to play those guys twice, right. uh, twice a year too. So I think Mahomes is going to take a dip. And I, I just... I don't see him returning to that number one wide receiver spot, to be honest with you. I think six is perfect. The The thing I love about Tyreek is we've talked about this, and this is the reason why last year I was so bullish on him, is his consistency. A lot of people think because he's a speedster and he has these monster games, these these weak-winning weeks, that he's a boomer bust guy, but that's just not the case with him. No, I... You know, you look at his receptions, he takes a little bit of hit on that, but, I mean, he definitely makes up for it with yards. He had 1,479 yards, 
But where I think he'll really take a dip, like you said, is Mahomes takes a step back in touchdowns. He had 12 last year. I don't know. I, I could see maybe eight, I think, is pretty realistic. But 12 is just a lot, and especially if he if Mahomes takes a hit. Let's say he gets 35. I think the over-under for Mahomes was 36 Vegas yeah. odds. So, I mean, if he's getting a third of the touchdowns, that seems like a pretty... And in half PPR. So this is yeah. when Mahomes had an MVP season. Yep. He had five weeks he w- that are considered bust weeks. He was a, worse than a wide receiver three. That's with his MVP season. He also had... Four number one weeks and a number two week. So you might think, oh, that's boom or bust. And it is, I guess, if you if you compare it to the top five or top four where they were a lot more consistent. But he offered you upside and even his bad weeks outside of a couple weren't all that bad. They, they I mean won't he won't lose you a week. His yeah, bad weeks he, won't lose you. I a think week. he's a guy he's a guy that if you draft him, you want to have a guy that's more surefire as one of your other wide receiver positions, because there were a f- there were a few times where you were dis- you were really disappointed with Tyreek, but the fact of the matter is he's he's a guy that if you're if you have as your number one wide receiver, you want some more stability. I mean, he's a great guy if you went running back, running back. Maybe you could get him as your your wide receiver one or in your third pick, depending on what league you're in. I like him. I like him a lot, but I do think you need to temper expectations for him. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, the way I like to use him the best, I think, is on the swing. If, let's say, you get uh, DeAndre Hopkins at 8 and you're in a 10-man league, 8 or 7 you get Hopkins or Adams, mm-hmm. and then on the way back you pick Hill. I mean, you got a crazy ceiling with Hill, and then you got a solid floor guy with a high ceiling. And either Hopkins or Adams. I think that'd be yeah. a great way to start your draft. Yeah, I think lastly here to wrap up Tyreek, the and this doesn't concern me a lot, but we've already seen it some in preseason. They drafted McCole Hardman, and this was when the Tyreek thing was, I mean, nobody knew if he was even going to play this year. But they drafted him in, I think, the second round, and he's got incredible speed. And I, I think it just takes away from Tyreek because now he's not, the only explosive guy. I mean, everybody, you guys, everybody says, oh, well, Sammy Watkins had like 4-4 speed coming out of college. I don't think anybody thinks Sammy Watkins is a 4-3, guy anymore. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I... I don't think his uh, pediatrician does either. Yeah, so... His foot, his feet are toast. So, that I mean, it might take some of his trick plays some of his his deep receptions if if Hardman gets involved it's not necessarily a bad thing to have another speedster in the offense but he's not the only guy that can do it now and we still have Hardman has a lot to prove but that does worry me a little bit not not much not enough to knock him down much but it does worry me a little bit that they might involve him in some of those around the goal line end arounds or whatever they're those touch passes around the goal line yeah I mean Tyreek's not the only guy that can do it now so Did I say pediatrician? I think I meant podiatrist. Yeah, I think that's it. I I was trying to figure out what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) the foot doctor, whatever one that is. Yeah, 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 you'd be the the second. The latter was right. Yeah, yeah. So going in to our number seven, we have Juju. So you know what? I really like Juju. The 
the thing is, is I think people are expecting him to take Antonio Brown's targets. Which is, just, it, it's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, I could see it happening slightly, but the dude actually had like 1,600 or 160 targets. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't That's know not, how you can That can't go up that much. Yeah, I mean, it can't go that, that much. Even if he takes a little bit there, I, I don't see it going right. up. The, the thing is, I mean, I can understand where people are coming from because there were over 200 vacated targets with Antonio Brown leaving, and, and they've lost some pieces, but I, I don't – you can't just put that on Juju. He had 166 right. targets last year. I mean, that's – I think his target share might go up slightly. I mean, I can see 15 targets, maybe like a couple a game. So you know? over or under but 170 targets? Because I don't think I, it's going up. I so I'll, I'll bet you. I would that, say it's about that. And then I would say his efficiency goes down, and I yeah. think his final numbers will be pretty similar to what he had I think this so, year. too. And I think he, you're going to be fine if you draft him there. I mean, yeah. we've seen Big Ben in the past, obviously, with Antonio Brown. He targets his number one receiver. Oh, yeah. He'll just I mean, force he, feed him. Yeah, he just force feeds him. I mean, so you, you're going to be fine if you draft him. He has the fourth most receptions of all time through a wide receiver's first two seasons, and that's with Antonio Brown there. So it, I can see why people are excited about him, and I love the guy as a player. No character concerns like yeah, the one we right. just talked about. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I do have I do have a few... Worries there, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So while we're there, though, I do want to ask, let's just say for guys in, like, deeper leagues, are you targeting, like, James Washington or Dante Moncrief, or are those guys that you're just completely fading? Because, I mean, Big Ben, although historically he hasn't been able to have, like, I mean, until last year, he doesn't typically have two top 24 wide receivers. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that some of these guys, because Moncrief and Washington are kind of free right now. I mean, they're going late. And I feel like... I think it's worth taking a shot. I think, Yeah, I think like it's... In, where you draft them, I mean, it's... it's which would you prefer, you. though? You know what? I, I think Moncrief is actually a talented player. I do, too. I lean Moncrief. And, and I don't know if he just... He just doesn't seem to get it together. Yeah. But... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Just something I thought yeah, I'd throw I, out there. I haven't really, honestly, I don't pick guys like that in the end of my drafts. I pick. Yeah, because you know the upside's not really there. I mean, yeah. they, they they will probably, one of them will outperform their ADP, right. but you don't have, you're probably not going to have a wide receiver two. I mean, yeah. it's probably, he's probably going to be a wide receiver three at best, and it's a coin flip. I yeah. think Moncrief, but you can make a case and either way. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, both of them had a, spot on the team and they were putting up wide receiver four numbers yeah exactly it wouldn't surprise me at all so going into number eight we have mike evans so if i was gonna cheat on obj with anybody (laughs) it might be mike yeah i like mike a lot too i mean he he had 139 targets last year he's he's never gonna be that 180 target kind of a guy but he 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 succeeds with what he gets. He does. He performs really well for the amount of targets that he gets. I mean, last year, this is a guy that had fifteen hundred and twenty-five or twenty-four receiving yards, which is right up there with DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Yeah. So, and he had eight touchdowns. I mean, he's he's always a touchdown threat. And there's a lot of people are ranting and raving about going 
about how this offense is going to look. And if you are a buyer in this offense and Bruce Arians coming in and making a difference, you have Deshaun Jackson that's leaving. You have Adam Humphreys that's leaving. There are targets that are opening up. I know Chris Godwin's getting a lot of hype, and I, I just watching him in training camp, rightfully so, but I, I don't think you just put everything on Chris Godwin. I think yeah. Mike Evans has to see an uptick. No, I, get- I 100% agree. You look back a couple of years ago, and he had 173 targets. I, I don't think he will get to that amount, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets you know, 10 to 15 more targets this year. And, you know, he gets closer to 100 receptions. And if you're talking about that, and he had 1,500 re- receiving yards this year, I I think he could be a monster. And it wouldn't surprise me if he came out a top three player this year. Yeah, I guess my concern, my only concern with him is the quarterback play. I mean, Jameis Winston, he's just, he's not a great quarterback. He really isn't. And No, but I think... They do have a little bit of a thing together. I, I, when Mike Evans had that performance, it was with Jameis. Yeah, and and I agree with you. My my, I guess my issue with him, Jameis Winston historically has loved targeting tight ends. Yeah, I mean they have OJ Howard there, who I think everybody agrees is a monster if he can stay healthy. And they paid Cameron Braid a bunch of money a year or two ago. And Jameis Winston, and and he hasn't had a ton of playing time. I mean, he has, but he he's kind of been in and out of the rotation with Fitzmagic and these guys coming in. Yeah. But as of like when when he was the guy, he had his passer rating went up thirty points when he targeted tight ends, thirty points. He had a one sixteen point eight when he targeted tight ends. And that dropped 84.4 to targeting wide receivers. And I'm not saying, oh, Mike Evans is a bum by any means. I'm just saying, like, Jameis Winston loves targeting tight ends, and I think he's going to continue to target tight ends. I I mean, I think they're going to use a lot of two tight end sets. Arians hasn't historically used the tight ends, but he's also historically never had a tight end like O.J. Howard or even Cameron Brait. So I guess that's that's my big concern about Evans. I love him this year, to be honest. Where you're getting him, I think, is a steal. I think he could he could go into that top five, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I think part of Jameis's thing too with big targets is just he just throws it up. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And I I think that's part of the reasons why he likes Evans as well yeah. as the tight ends. I mean, he's six five, two thirty. Obviously, he's yeah, one he of does bigger. have kind of a tight end frame. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously an incredible wideout, but he does have that bigger frame. And I guess more so maybe my point there is less of a knock on Evans and more of a question mark on Chris Godwin. So let's go into number nine here. We have Adam Thielen, (laughs) little hometown love. So we have him at number nine consensus. I have him at number nine. You have him down to number 11, just outside of the top 10. I mean, the big thing, the big question mark is he has that reverse Damian Williams effect, that reverse <laughs> Derek Derek uh, Henry, yeah. where the end of the season, he fell off kind of. I mean, he was the wide receiver one through the first seven, eight weeks. I think I, I really like him, and I he's obviously going to get a lot of receptions, and he's one of Kirk's favorite targets. I just he can't start with that 
pace again. Like what was yeah. it? Seven weeks of over a hundred yards or something. And he yeah, was, it was wider. Just incredible. One. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't see that happening. I, I think that, I don't know. He's kind of like one of the guys where you get him where his ceiling is kind of. So I, I haven't gotten a lot of shares of Thielen, but I mean, I can get behind it. I obviously think he's a great player, great hands, unbelievable hands, great route runner. And I think he's pretty much going to put up stats like he had last year, maybe a little less on the yard side. Yeah. But I, I think you kind of see what you get there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, to mirror what you said, it was through week eight. He had eight straight weeks over 100 yards receiving. After yeah. that, he had one week over 100 yards. Right. So it's one of those things. I mean, I, I think he's incredibly talented. But I do have concerns, and I agree with you 100%. I don't have hardly any shares of him, and I won't have many shares of him because this is a team that wants to run the ball. Right. If if Dalvin Cook stays healthy, Diggs and Thielen both are going to disappoint, And in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, last year, part of the reason they had to throw it so much is because their running game was so inconsistent. And I don't think that you're going to see this elite production out of Adam Thielen again. I think he, I think you'll be happy. I don't think you'll hate the pick, yeah. but he's not a pick that I'm super excited about. I feel better about him as a wide receiver too. Yeah, I agree. And another thing, I, I have been in mini mocks where he slipped. I'm looking here at a fantasy football calculator, and it has him at 26 overall, but I've seen him fall a lot lower than that multiple occasions. Not and, in our leagues. Yeah, probably not <laughs> in our Being in Minnesota... <laughs> I'm sure you guys know wherever you're located, whatever the hometown favorite is, those guys always fly. Yeah. I mean, they're always going to go higher than what their ADP is, which is probably part of the reason why we're not going to have any stock, any stock in them. But I mean, he's an incredibly talented wide receiver. They just paid him a bunch of money. He's going to be involved. I just think if the Vikings have it how they want, they're going to lean on their running game more this year than they did last year. And that that's a worry for me, I guess. Yeah, but it, again, it's all about value. If he is slipping into the fourth round, I mean, and then it's... I oh, you have to take him, yeah. yeah. Even the third round. I think in the right. 30s, he's a, he's a great pick. But yeah. where he's going right now, I don't think he's a great value. Right. So let's get in and round it out with Antonio Brown, <laughs> number 10. This guy has ice on his feet. Yes, he, uh, he puts other people on skates, but he also gets frostbite on his feet. <laughs> He's had uh, a few, few issues oh, the past, the last the week past few. Been... Not, not even just the last week. The past few years, we've <laughs> yeah, really seen true. Antonio Brown's true colors. I guess to yeah. some degree, I, I don't think he's a terrible guy, but he's I, a diva. He is a diva. He's he the, wants he's it to be about him. And maybe that'll maybe that'll bode well for him this year. I mean, he's he's coming off a year. He had 168 targets. He had 15 touchdowns. I mean, he he you can make a case he's the best wide receiver in football. He's going to a, a John Gruden system with Derek Carr, where he is the guy. He is the wide receiver. I mean, it's it's kind of a similar situation to when he was in Pittsburgh without Juju. How it was, he was the one and only guy. He's not, in my opinion, you never know, he's not getting back to 15 touchdowns. Yeah. I, I mean, I would put the over under at like 10, personally. 
I think he might be over that. I think he's going to drop quite a bit in touchdowns. I think his targets will probably be about the same. I would I would guess he would probably get 10-plus targets a game. And I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? As far as Derek Carr, the Big Ben, how... Do you think they're going to be that much less valuable targets? I actually don't think Derek Carr is a terrible quarterback. Here's a, here's kind of where I see Antonio Brown. So, a couple the last couple of years, the Raiders have had Amari Cooper, or as you like to call him, Amari Pooper. <laughs> I, for, for the, I'm sure you guys don't know yet, but I cannot stand Amari Cooper. I haven't. I mean, since he was on the Raiders, I've never been a buyer into the talent. Guy drops balls like he's, <laughs> he's going out of style. I I don't like him, so that's. <laughs> so looking back into that, he he used to target mid midfield. He would target Amari Cooper more, but towards the red zone where Amari wasn't as good in the contested catch area, he would target Crabtree. I think you can almost combine those two players' play styles. And you kind of can get an idea of what Antonio Brown will be able to do in that offense. Yeah, and I mean, John Gruden typically has been known for like a smash mouth, run the ball type guy. And that's part of the reason we were high on Josh Jacobs. But he's going to pass the ball. I mean, they didn't sign Antonio Brown to this huge contract extension to not use him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be involved no matter if he's a bonehead or not. And... I think for me, the reason why I've been having quite a few shares of Antonio Brown myself, I think he's incredibly talented, obviously. And I mean, this is this is the best value you'll probably ever yeah. get Antonio Brown. He's been really slipping lately. He's been and and rightfully so when you yeah. do dumb stuff like what he's done and you make a scene and people just don't want to deal with it. He's openly said he doesn't need football on. Yeah, and, and he did just say not too long ago he kind of retracted and he's like he's like I love playing the game why would I retire? Well, you have so to I, say that now. Yeah, and it, my point is he's not he's not gonna hang him up. There's not anything you need to worry about anymore. And it sounds like he should be good to go by week one. Yeah. So I love the value to be honest oh, with yeah, you. Definitely. I think for as talented as he is and as involved as I think he is, this is the time to grab Antonio Brown. Who's he, the next guy? Tyrell Williams, I think, is probably. Yeah, I mean, they, their depth chart is not a strong no, point for them. Like he, I think he will just have the entire target share. Like, he is the guy. Yeah, he's going to have a huge chunk. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think he's going to be heavily involved. It, it kind of reminds me this year for him, and, and again, you can't. You can't predict like fifty plus percent touchdowns, kind of like what Devonte Adams had. Yeah, but if there's a guy that could do it this year, I think it'd be Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's always tough to predict touchdowns. That's, I mean, it's definitely one of the tougher things to predict. But so I, I pulled up the Oakland depth chart here. So here is the wide receiver depth. We got Antonio Brown. Tyrell Williams, uh, Ryan Grant, J.J. Nelson, Keon Hatcher. Exactly. I Honestly, I don't know a couple of those guys. So. <laughs> That's exactly it, and nor do you need to. Yeah. I mean, these guys aren't going to be involved. They're not. They shouldn't be a target in any league. Antonio Brown is the only fantasy option wide receiver-wise 
on this team. So uh, I pers- and, and they lost Jared Cook, which was another receiving threat. Right. So I I don't see any way. Dan Waller is their tight end now. Yeah. I don't see any way that he finishes outside the top 10 personally. I mean, I guess I could see it if the offense just yeah. is terrible, but I, he's so talented and he's going to be so heavily involved that I think I think where he's going yeah. is a good value. I mean, I it's think, as good I as you can I think where he's going is his floor, and that's what I like about him. I, I think yeah, that worst-case scenario, he is a mid, a mid-second-tier guys, you know, that – yeah, that wide receiver two, back range. end wide receiver one, yeah. early wide receiver two. I think he's going. I I don't think he's poorly ranked, but I do think he has a good chance to outperform his ADP. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I think is there anything else you want to throw in for the top ten? Ah, uh, no, I think that's it. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. We'll be back next time with wide receivers eleven through twenty and some sleepers. So. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.